welcome to uh, another episode of Creepy Pots. Uh, I'm the host of it. I'm Jeff. Jeff Kowalski, host of Creepy Pasta, the Creepy Pasta podcast. We talk about creepy pastas on it. And this week, our first fan request. Uh, we're going to talk about the story that is incredibly long and was uh, requested by someone on Twitter whose name I forget. Hello. Thanks. Uh, the story is called Ted the Caver. I hate them. I hate this person. <laughs> <laughs> that voice there, uh, hating our uh, only fan, second no, fan, <laughs> is uh, is Judd Matarang. Hello, still and you. Also, another returning guest, Phil Philip J Corso. Hi, I'm here laughing at Judd hating the guest, the fan, not the guest, <laughs> the, the fan. Well, I'm sure he hates the guest too, but which one, himself or you? <laughs> Whoa, this is a creepy podsta all itself. Okay, so uh, since neither of you brought this story, I can't say, hey, tell me about it. So I'll tell us about it, I guess. Uh, we'll probably have to trade <laughs> off because this is the longest goddamn story in the entire world. <laughs> uh, but I know this one's a classic. Like, all, it's, um, it's set up in the form of an Angel Fire page uh, as, like, a pre-blog, pre-the-word blog uh, blog mm-hmm. about caving that this guy has set up, uh, and it's written by an actual guy who did actual cave stuff because he uses a ton of actual cave jargon and has pictures in an actual cave. Um, but also, this story is from 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, it should stay there. so judd tell me why you didn't like this uh i mean aside from obviously how long it is uh i don't know it's really it was written very like you said it was pretty dry uh there's a lot of unnecessary details that weren't even very good at making me feel immersed in the story anyway and i don't know it's just a lot of a lot of cave jargon a lot of tools that i that i don't know how to use uh, yeah, some of the some of the cave jargon and the like, where they're tying off ropes and climbing down, and the twists and turns of the tunnels. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't have a lot of it. Sounded are. like he was just oh, repeating guys. it over and over again. He's just like, well, we went in today, and then we drilled a little hole, and here's the tools that we used to drill the hole, and then this is how big the hole was when we started. And whew, man, was I so happy! Whatever a fist size <laughs> fist size chunk came off. Uh, yeah, and like he said that like four <laughs> times. I was like, really, he's just something about. <laughs> Cycling the something the, about hooting, hooting and yeah. hollering, <laughs> the woohooing. See, see, I kind of liked the the slow tension of it because uh, uh, I I liked that it took a while to get going, and there's still like it starts off being a little creepy, like it's kind of paced. Uh, almost like a paranormal activity movie where like everything is kind of explainable as just a weird coincidence until a certain point in this story uh, it's when there's like a scream that comes out of the cave oh yeah um, like a unidentifiable I, oh yeah I wrote down I wrote down uh, my my favorite part about that which is he says my ge- my best guess is it lasted about five seconds it's difficult to tell how much time passes when you're listening to a solo from the depths of Hades <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's there's uh it's it's the prose itself is a bit amateurish but I think that kind of lends to the authenticity of the piece mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, I, I, Phil, what I did agree. you think? 
Yeah, you guys are talking about how, uh, like, it, this is supposed, like, to me, this is, so caving is not something that I do on a weekend. <laughs> um, I, li- I live in Manhattan, so there's not really any, uh, any new caves to go exploring into. This is a very and, niche um, genre of creepypasta. It's like for, for cavers and spelunkers <laughs> well, only. See, I, see, I disagree, right? I, I, I think that when you write, when you read stories like these, um, what the sort of thing of value that I find in it is that you get to delve into this world that you don't really necessarily have any, you know, opportunity or business being in yourself. Let's get real. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the most rugged mountain man ready to go out there caving, even if they were available for me to do so. The scariest thing um, for this, for me about this story is that if, if someone put me in this situation with all these tools and all these, like, power tools and stuff that I have to use, I have no idea how to use them or how to get out of a cave. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, like just the constant things running in my head, like, you know, especially sort of at the beginning when they're trying to figure out how to get into the hole. And when he really starts pushing himself through the hole in the first place, I'm like, how are you going to get out? 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 <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, I just, I kept remembering this one time where I was like a small boy on the beach and I had dug a hole in the sand and I was like, hey, look, I'm going to put my head in the hole. And like I did it. And I was immediately like, ah, Uh, like I thought, I thought it was going to be cool and good and it turned out to be terrifying and horrible. It's cool enough for an ostrich. It's cool enough for me, man. Exactly right. I was trying to do my best ostrich impression. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's the it's really tense. The um, like, I just kept flashing back to a similar sequence in the movie The Descent, uh, which is about a bunch of women who go on a cave expedition, and it's really really good. And then monsters show up, and it's kind of less good. They actually made a movie um, about yeah. this creepy pasta. Oh yeah, sorry. There is also a Ted the Caver movie. Mm. It's called so, it's called something 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 colon Ted the Caver. This is news to me. Yeah, well, I mean it makes sense because um, it's this story it's called, pre predates the term creepypasta by several it's years. It's called so Living Dark Four Chan by two years. Uh, living, living Dark, dark living the story darks. of oh Ted the Caver. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just to quickly summarize the rest of the story, um, this guy Ted and his friend B, um, who I did a little research, and uh, Ted is the actual name of the actual guy who wrote the story, mm-hmm. and his friend's name was Brad, uh, who there is a photograph of in in the story. There's a couple photographs of their journey into this mysterious cave uh, and their uh, quest to uncover this. Um, unexplored passage that they call Floyd's Tomb, named after some cave guy who got stuck in a cave that was very narrow. Uh, he got stuck in a tight hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really wish, I really wish you hadn't told everyone that his name was Brad, because I'm pretty sure he's been living the last 15 years trying to stay anonymous. And now you now you ruined it. He's like you, you know he. Well, no, 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 no. Don't stop to keep his to keep his. Stop saying anything else about it because the Jeff can go back into the audio oh, right. podcast and like, like edit it to be like Branston. <laughs> Maybe like, I'll just bleep it. Right. <laughs> put it over like his voice and then your voice just now saying it also. So it's like I can't believe you told everybody his name was Branston. <laughs> yeah, because that's so much different 
effort than, than the name I did actually. So, you know, I don't go to enough effort to edit these that I'm actually going to go bleep it, even though that would be a funny. Game. Um, there is no post here, Phil. It's just he just puts it up. We're, we're doing it live. He just syncs all the audio together. Sometimes he doesn't even. I throw the theme song <laughs> up there and upload it. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, Ted and B go and they try to uncover this cave and they, uh, painstakingly open this hole. It takes like half the story for them to open the hole to the passage. Uh, and in the meantime, there's rumbling, uh, and I'm sorry, wind. I just need to make a quick, if you hear me laughing in the background, it's just because we're saying things like opening the hole to the passage and because I'm reading things that say our progress on the hole. <laughs> And I'm thinking about it for Jana. <laughs> me and me and Pew were double teaming this cave hole. <laughs> we, we were drilling this hole all night, but to no avail. It was too tight. Neither. And then we got afterwards. We got a motel room together. <laughs> so the next yeah, day, I decided to thing. bring my dog. <laughs> <laughs> we told Joe, but we did. We told Joe to come, but we didn't tell him what was really going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, this cave is far enough away from their house that they have to continually rent motels as their obsession with getting into this passage grows, uh, and these jokes become not mere jokes but metaphor. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, but then they invite their other fr- uh, Brad's too fat to fit through the hole. <laughs> Uh, so they invite their other friend who, they, he actually comes up with a name for this guy. He calls him Joe, uh, instead of just the letter B. Like, that's a bit of an inconsistency I don't really like in the story. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I see what you mean. Little, they, they, Brad might as well didn't stick with naming conventions. As, as Brad, they called him B, and all the pictures of him have his eyes, um, covered up, you know, so he can't tell his identity. Well, then might as well call him, like, you know, like, Crab, crab, crab man, or something. Yeah, you can, like, yeah, you can literally call him any other name. name. You just be like, let's call him John Frag. Well, that's what they did with Joe. They were like, let's Frowled. call him Joe. Right. I mean, his name is probably uh, Frank the Caver. <laughs> uh, so they get up into this Floyd's tomb hole, and it's like the tightest <laughs> goddamn cave I've ever heard about. And they climb through it, and on the other side, uh, it gets real spooky. There's uh, some kind of graffiti on the wall that mysteriously, they and conveniently, they can't take a picture of. <laughs> uh, and he accidentally leaves his video camera in the cave. And then they discover that there was a blocked passage that some manner of creature or being had been moving in and out of. Uh, and then they leave the... Uh, oh, one, to- uh, one time they go in... The first time they go in with Joe, uh, Ted wangs his head real good on the ceiling, so he has to, like, climb back out. And Joe goes on his own and comes back after, like, an hour and is just like, I don't want to go back in there. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just go home. And that's probably, like, the best part of the story. Um, but then, like, after the super creepy stuff happens and it's very clear that they're being chased by some supernatural creature, they, uh, Ted posts, like, a, uh, three weeks later, one last update, uh, saying... Thank you for uh, being concerned about me. 
like my friends and family, I know you've been all worried because I haven't really been in touch in three weeks. Uh, I'm on long-term medical leave from work because I've been having nightmares and I can't stop thinking about the cave. Uh, and then one night I had this urge to go to this like high point in town. And when I went there, Joe was there. We both agreed to go back to the cave. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be fine. We're just going to get to the end of the cave and then I'll post another update. Uh, everything's going to be fine. Uh, I bought a gun. Everything's fine. We're just going to go in this cave, me <laughs> and Joe. Uh, we're just going to like take a gun to this cave and go in the cave. Uh, and the final <laughs> line is, see all of you soon with a lot of answers. Love, Ted. And then there are no entries after that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so as you see from when I said, let me just summarize real quick and then spent five minutes like micro machines fast talking the rest of the story. <laughs> how long this story is. It's, it's basically a novella. Yeah. It'll take you longer than I mean, it does to listen to this entire episode to read the whole story. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a long one, um, but I don't know. Um, what do you guys in general think of the idea of a haunted cave? Is that we, are we done with that after like the descent and this story and uh, I don't know, probably some other stuff. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm I I, I haven't seen the descent. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think haunted cave is like. Judd, what about you? Thing or I can't even like say, be, you know, that I'm, pick something I'm over it haunted because, houses. I mean, this right? is probably the one <laughs> um, and only like, creepypasta relating to being cave has a lot a of like that I, that I have ever read, you know, irregularity <laughs> um, and stuff. And I mean, I, I did you like guys ever see my nice setting for like uh, a creepy haunted What's story? The name of that movie is that. Oh, it, oh, right. Of course. It's called Buried. And anybody else have any ideas about Ryan Reynolds movie where he just he wakes up inside of a. He wakes up inside of a coffin Guys. and he's just, it wasn't really a coffin. It's more like, it's just like a wooden box that he wakes up in. Scan or something. Like, ever that's happened. what a coffin is. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, <laughs> calling it a coffin is generous you because you're thinking there's like a lining inside and, you know, maybe it's comfortable. It's just like a wooden box. Um, no, I always imagine just like Dracula or cowboy style coffins <laughs> that are just like uh, a pentagon or uh, what are they? Hexagons? Yeah. Hexagonal ob oblong boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go on. But, I'll yeah, stop interrupting that, you with my pedantry. That ah, sorry, I hear you now. Oh, did, did you, you not, not hear us before? before? <laughs> oh, sorry. Literally, I had did, I haven't heard you for like the past thirty oh, seconds. I was just oh, talking weird. about how it it reminds me of that movie Buried by Ryan Reynolds. You know that movie where he gets he just wakes up in a coffin and he's just stuck in there. Anyway, uh, that yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, that's creepy. Being in a cave is creepy. Being stuck in a tight cave hole is it's creepy I, I don't know how i'm gonna say that without it sounding you know um you dirty birds but but yeah i i mean i don't know i i would never you couldn't pay me enough money to go into something that is not well lit i mean the closest to being inside of a cave like spelunking that i've ever been was on halloween when i went into like a haunted mines you know they they have they have lights and there's a path through and you go through and people jump out from you know like a place where you can't see them they grab your leg a and stuff yeah a chainsaw with a chain taken off yeah that, that's yeah that's exactly there was a, a guy, guy like that rattling chains with a sheet over him yeah pointing and at then, your grave and then there was a part where you get to you get to this, this 
there's a guy standing there and he's like in front of a fire and he's like, welcome to the pits of hell. And you're like, oh no, what am I going to do now? And he's like, you have to choose these seven doors which correlate to the seven sins. Ooh, and then you have to, you know. Oh, I hope you chose lust or gluttony. I, Those are my favorite yeah, sins. I went to gluttony first <laughs> because that's, if I had to go to hell for one thing, it would be that thing. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I hate caves. I would never go in a cave. I would never go into a cave and then say, hey, I should you, – I, I would love to make this cave bigger than it already is and then go <laughs> into a part that no one's ever been in before. That's, that's just not appealing to me. I don't know. Well, then you're not invited to the first Creepypodsta on location <laughs> at the, the Lindhurst Gates of Hell, or Clifton? Clifton, Gates of Hell. Clifton, yeah. Welcome to Creepypodsta Live. We're coming at you from inside this cave. No, this was Phil's idea. We want to go, there's like an abandoned sewer tunnel that's one of the weird New Jersey locations. I remember that one. Gonna, yeah. We're going to go talk the, about it and go like, to it. There's like a lot of water though. There's a lot of water. We'd have to get like we'd have to get like we'd have to get like clam digging. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. Those big rubber pants with the suspenders. Those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I got boots. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It's there's a mixed in with the the buried alive fear. There's an additional uh, creepy factor of anytime people go into unexplored territory in a story is scary. Mm -hmm. So it's got that kind of like Temple of Doom sort of like ah, the only people who are here are people no one else has ever met or there's no people here just a monster. I thought Ted's explanation for continuing to dig in the cave after he heard like an eight second long scream that sounded otherworldly was like what did he say he was like oh man i know i probably shouldn't have gone in there but testosterone (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's weird because most of the rest of it he's like yeah thinking back now we probably shouldn't have kept digging but for some reason we felt compelled and i'm like all right i buy that yeah in all those uh, in all those little like annotations i have difficulty understanding our thought process at the time we were just too eager to discover virgin cave passages (laughs) i now think it can be some up with Come one on. word testosterone <laughs> boo yeah no i don't like it ted the manly caver just can't stop uh, digging for those virgin passages phil what's your thoughts on caves well i um it's probably something that like it's something that's very apprehensive to me not something i would it, i don't know it occupies this very strange space because like being in small as we learned from me sticking my head in a hole in the sand um <laughs> being in very small like you know uh like tight places um it's I, I, with your you know surrounding your entire body or something right like it'd be pretty uncomfortable but you know there's part of me that's like I I would be like I wouldn't get trapped like I wouldn't slip on some loose rocks and fall off a cliff forever yeah, that's sort of, that's sort of uh, like, it this, confidence. Yeah, it, it, like, occupies this weird space of, like, um, like, it see like, it would be very, like, you know, nervous, but, like, maybe exciting also, you know, because of that reason. Um, I don't think there's anything particularly, like, as Judd was saying before about going into a place where there's no light, I think, like, as long as I had a light, I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would like what would really start to get me would be like the tight spaces you know if the spaces got tighter like like trying to get, I, like i don't think i'd be able to make it through that hole i would probably spend another like fucking two months trying to make that hole bigger 
before I tried to slip into it at the point that he did. And, like, then getting out that second passage where the hole narrows to, like, where the passage narrows to, like, seven inches high. I don't know about that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I'm more than seven inches thick, like, deep. Yeah, at, at, at one point or another, me, me as well. Um, yeah, I, like, there's something, you know, romantic about it, right? But I'm, I'm old city folk, so I don't know if I'd ever if I'd ever get get on doing it anyway. You, you call yourself city folk, but then you just affected a country accent. I hope you know. You're like, yep, girl, I'm a city, I'm a city folk. Hey there. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that was like that was a weird way. It was very so. Yeah, I don't know who I was referencing or You're like, like someone what. from the country <laughs> really? making fun of someone from the city. Right, but I was talking to my. Myself, so factual. like I don't, I don't really know. There's yeah. a lot of layers. <laughs> There's many layers. I'm a multi-layered. I'm like I'm like an onion. I'm like an ogre. Uh, more like a parfait. I'm like a Shrek. <laughs> you understand? I'm like I'm like a Shrek. I'm like one of the Shreks. Uh, so let's go into our favorite uh, favorite parts of this story. I know. Um, so you you both gave up at some point, um, but still, you must have a part. Of what you read that you actually enjoyed, hopefully, Judd? Yeah. Yeah, uh, mine would be right when things started to get creepy. I don't know if that's because that was like the oasis in the desert of the story, <laughs> or if it was actually the, the part that I found creepy, but it was, you know, they're, they're digging, they bring, they bring the dog down with them, uh, and then the dog starts The dog hates it down funny there, yeah. Because, you know, the do- dogs can see the supernatural. Dogs, <laughs> you know, uh... They, they can smell ghosts. They can, yes. That's, that's why, that's why they always brought Scooby-Doo along, because that's what he, that's what his job was. Um, but yeah, and you Scooby-Doo, know, and, and Scooby-Doo's job was to get high and eat sandwiches. Don't fucking fool yourself. <laughs> I, arguably, that was Shaggy's job, actually. Um, but so, so you you're going in a cave. You're a caver, so it's not it's not weird. And you've been going in for I guess like a week or so, and you decide, hey, I'm gonna bring my dog this time. And then the dog's quiet, and then you hear a you hear a really long scream, and then you're in basically complete darkness. You just have lights over your heads, and you, you're looking around. And, you know, you, you, you stop from digging, you look up, and B's just, like, frozen. And then, you know, and then you're just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's so scary. Let's keep digging. <laughs> That I, that part was that part that part kind of turned turned me off. I was like, no, because if you're really if you were that scared, if it was that scary, if you heard a scream in a cave that's supposed to be unoccupied, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't say that. But that at that point, that point in, when I read that part in the story, I was like, holy shit, that's because that's the part where it goes from being realistic to being you know something a little more a little scarier. Um, yeah, yeah, Phil, what's yours? I I um. I I liked that part as well. I, uh, the it was very um you know very like uh, arresting that part where the scream happened and they were both standing there. I really liked the part where um you know it's like I like these like really weird small details that like like where it says that uh he he heard like right after the scream and they're sitting there he heard like a little rustling sound behind him and he like nearly jumped out of his pants or whatever but it was just you know <laughs> B getting getting his light together but oh, just because yeah. he was he said so he heard on edge. A scraping noise. Yeah. yeah, he he pretty accurately described what it's like to have the shit scared out of you because then everything for yeah. like the next 10 minutes is the scariest thing in the whole world. 
So, so this, this is a long story, but it's not like it's, it's a long story. Like it's still a short story. It's not like abrasively long. Um, I don't think anyway, but you know, somewhere between a short story and a novella, right? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. not, to me, it's not abrasively long. So, and within the context of it being a caving journal, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm even more willing to, you know, forgive the length or to apologize for the length. Um, but I, I think that that sort of adds to it because it's a caving journal. And when it has these moments where, where it's like, you know, all of these things sort of like bubble up really quickly all at once. And then, yeah, yeah th- there is also something to be said about the fact that they were like, well, I guess we're just going to start uh, digging again. I can't hear. Um, I did, f- I did feel did you, a little, did you drop out again? like, like, uh, ah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Still there. Like, but then again, I, I, I don't know who, uh, you know, what a, seasoned years long caver man like with the muscles would do so um yeah i don't know i i I, what i really liked were all those little details that were everywhere about it it pulled it i i I felt pretty pulled into the story i felt pretty immersed in the world of a guy who goes caving yeah um so you know and i I, and you know i I think the 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 details regardless of how many i I mean maybe could have been just like a little pulled back in 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 a couple of the things that he repeated a lot but to me in the context of it being a journal all of that sort of came together and I, i i just really liked that sort of being pulled into this world of a guy that goes caving and has something weird happen to him yeah, same. And um, one of the things to remember about this story is it's so old that it's it predates the term creepypasta and the idea that you would just fill a message board post with a story that someone could read in like two minutes. Right, um, right, yeah. It's yeah. it's more akin to the, the Ben Drowned story, which was like a series of posts prote- purporting to be real about a haunted video game. Uh, we did an episode on that earlier. You can go check the back catalog to listen to it. Um, but this one, it's like... It's, it's interesting because I don't, I can't think of many other, uh, stories that are set up in this way that they're like websites. Like someone just made a website and they're telling a story in that way. Um, so it's really innovative format wise for being in 2001 and, uh, all, not really interactive fiction, but more akin to like, like an ARG or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's really cool. Uh, but for me, my favorite part is that it, uh, ends on such an upbeat note, uh, that holds such, um, like terrifying implications about what, what yeah. happened. Yep. Yeah. It's like the most ominous happy ending you could have. Cause he's like, see, it's, uh, it's going to be great going back to the cave. Uh, I'll post again. Yeah, he says, as, he as says soon we're going to conquer home. this cave. Yeah. He says, see, see all of you soon with a lot of answers. Love, Ted. Huh. Yeah. Then I will return and update this website immediately. And he never updated again. Now, uh, so that's now what if. Ted updated it again. Like, what if you went to the website right now, you hit that last button that that's supposed to go to next, and then 
it actually goes to the next page. Yeah, someone in the, uh, or I guess a bunch of people in the comments really want, seem to want that to happen. They want uh, another update to the story about Ted being trapped in a cave for 14 years. I just stumbled on one of these comments that says, I hope a secret organization or government will care to look into the cave. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the comments on the Creepypasta wiki are uh, in character, like RP right. uh, comments, which is uh, probably something that would be fun if you were 19 years old. Uh, yeah. But I find that a little goofy. Um Anyway, I guess that's probably the uh, the final word that we have to say on Ted the Caver. Plus, uh, I've got another recording for another podcast scheduled after this. That's my podcast, Seeing Reddit, that you can subscribe to on iTunes or get at weaponizedlanguage.com. We go to a random subreddit and talk about it. Uh, that's me and past guests, Matt and Louisa Heron. Uh, do you guys the- just... Wait, do you guys go to a random Reddit on the spot? Yeah, we type in Reddit dot com slash r slash random and it brings up a random subreddit uh and you just go from there that's yeah that's cool uh so phil what uh do you have anything to plug uh sora agrees um also uh i'm doing a bake sale so (laughs) uh to raise money for my voiceover stuff so if you go to um you know indiegogo and type in phil's bake sale 2016 in the search you'll find it buy some cookies from me they're really good you gotta get a short, like, a bit.ly link or something. Yeah, I mean, there is one from Indiegogo, but it's, like, it's also really complicated. Like, it's short, but it's, like, there's slashes, and you it's, like, why? Like, bit.ly.com slash cookies. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna set up that. I'm gonna set that up right now. No, By the time this easy, is out, bro. Bit- all you have to do is name it Phil. Phil the Baker. There you go. <laughs> done. Yeah, that's One all. Everything done. will be formatted like Ted the Caver. Uh, <laughs> right. Judd, what do you have to? Do you have anything you uh, going on? Go, Are you selling cookies? You can go to my Twitter. My public Twitter is Cephalic and my private Twitter is question mark question mark question mark. Yeah, you don't have one. No, I don't. That's the only one I have. <laughs> All right, so that's the episode. Uh, Join us next week. Subscribe, rate, review in iTunes, please, because that uh, will get more listeners to listen to it. We'll get suggested for everyone who subscribes to more popular horror podcasts. Um, So with that, see, see all of you soon with a lot of answers. Love, Ted. Six, six.